أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الثاني والثلاثون عن أبي سعيد سعد بن مالك ابن سنان الخدري رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا ضرر ولا ضرار حديث حسن رواه ابن ماجه والدار القدني وغيرهما مسندا ورواه مالك في الموضع عن أمر ابن يحيى عن أبيه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مرسلا فأسقل أبا سعيد وله ضرب يقوي بعضها بعضا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد حديث نمبر 32 واثنك of the Arba'in al-Nawawiyyah. This hadith is narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu in which he says the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said la dharara wa la dhirar la dharara wa la dhirar Before I get into the explanation of the hadith we take a look at the hadith itself in terms of sanad. Hadith is divided into two parts. The first part of the hadith is called the Sanad. The second part of the hadith is called the Matan. Every hadith has a Sanad and it has a Matan. The Sanad is the chain of reporters that narrated the hadith. For example, uh, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But obviously someone had to report from Abi Sa'id al-Khudri and someone else had to report from that man. So this is, this is a chain and that chain is called the Isnad of the Hadith. The science of Hadith deals with both aspects, the aspect of the Isnad and the aspect of the Matan. What is the Matan of the Hadith? The Matan of the Hadith are the words of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la darara wa la dira. So here, um, Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah, quotes this hadith from Ad-Daruqutni and from the Muwatta of Imam Malik, and he mentions other books from which the hadith has been quoted. He says, Rawahu Malik. Malik, rahimahullah, narrated this hadith in the Muwatta, but then Rawahu Mursala. He narrated it in a way which is called Mursal. Mursal means there is someone missing in the chain of narrators. That's why he says, فَأَسْقَطَ أَبَا سَعِيدٍ He dropped Abu Sa'id. Mursal is a hadith which has someone missing in the chain of Isnad. For example, if you are narrating, Mamadou, if you're narrating from uh, Sheikh Dawood, and Sheikh Hassan is narrating from you. So if Sheikh Hassan narrates the hadith and quotes Sheikh Dawood directly without mentioning you, we say the hadith is Mursal. Mursal because Sheikh Hassan has dropped uh, Mamadou. Why are we worried when a hadith is Mursal? It's because we don't know the person that you've dropped. We would have loved to study the person. We want to know who it is. Because the person you drop could be someone we trust or someone we do not trust. And sometimes we wonder why you decided to drop him. So the hadith is called a what? Mursal. 
But if the mursal is mursal al-sahabi, meaning the person who's been dropped is a sahabi, then there is nothing wrong with the hadith because all the sahabas are considered reliable. Are we together? If the person who's been dropped in the isnad is a sahabi, a companion of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then there is absolutely no problem because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said all the sahaba are reliable. Allaha Allaha fi ashabi la tattakhiduhum gharadan min ba'di. So uh, An-Nawawi rahimahullah says even if the hadith is mursal in the book of Malik, the Muwatta, it's musnad in other books of hadith. Malik narrated it with a person missing in the chain, but the others like Darukutni narrated the hadith musnadan, meaning there is no one, no one has been dropped in the chain of hadith, so it makes it a good hadith. Hadith Hassan. Are we together? Then we go into the matn of the hadith itself. La darara wa la This word la darara is la is mubtada. La is mubtada. La darara. Then where is the khabar? By mubtada, those who uh, uh, haven't done nahu, by mubtada we mean the predicate. And by khabar, we mean the information, the subject. What, what are we talking about? For example, Muhammad, I just say Muhammad. What, what comes to your mind? Muhammad what? You, you get my point? Muhammad, that's not enough. It's supposed to be Muhammad something in order for the sentence to be complete. For example, Muhammad is tall. Now the sentence is complete. But just Muhammad, the sentence is not complete. So this Muhammad is called the Mubtada. His tall is called the Khabar, the information about Muhammad. Are we together? So Muhammad, Muhammad what? Muhammad Tawil. Muhammad is tall. So in this case, we have the Mubtada and the Khabar. But in this hadith, there's only a Mubtada. There is no khabar in the hadith. There's no information in the hadith. It simply says, La darara, no harm. La darara, no harm. So we remain wondering, no harm what? You get my point? It's like, La ilaha illallah. You know the information is not there in this phrase? The khabar is not there. La ilaha, there is no God. Illallahu, except Allah. There's something missing here. Something that has been uh, removed. The khabar, the information. La ilaha. La ilaha, there is no God deserving worship. But that has been removed. That is not there because it's obvious. So in Arabic, when something becomes obvious, we can get rid of it. And we do that in English most of the time. Sometimes someone asks you something and you say, no problem. No problem what? No problem, go ahead and do it. We don't always have to say, no problem, go ahead and do it. If I simply say, no problem, that is enough. This is the mubtada. Where is the information? The information you will understand yourself if you understand the mubtada. Are we together? So here, la darara, no harm. No harm what? No harm should come to anyone in this religion. That is the information. La darara, no harm is supposed to come to anyone through the sharia. 
In other words, the Sharia and everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to do does not contain any harm. If you reach a point where it begins to harm you, then you have to stop. Because la darara in the Sharia, there should be no harm. Are we together? We are ordered to pray five times a day. Pray five times a day, doing what? Standing and making ruku and making sujood. But if harm begins to come to you as a result of standing, then remember, la darara. No harm should come to you in this, in this religion. So if harm is going to come to you through standing, then sit. Because la darara, no harm is supposed to come to you in this, in this religion. We are ordered to make wudu. This is ibadah. It's a part of Islam, right? But if the water begins to bring harm to you, then remember la darara, no harm should come to you. And this is a very important principle of Islamic fiqh. When you understand this principle, you solve many problems in Islamic fiqh. The principle always is la darara. If a person comes to you and says, it's harming me, this is harming me in such and such a way, just tell them la darara. In this religion, whatever Allah has ordered you to do, no harm is supposed to come to you. If harm begins to come to you, then stop it. Allah has given you an alternative whenever there is any harm. Are we together? Sheikh, uh, I've, been, I've been sick. I have uh, gastric ulcers. And when I fast, they, they, be, they become worse. It really hurts. So we say, la darara. No harm is supposed to come to you in this religion. That's what uh, Rasulullah said. So stop. It's, isn't that beautiful? A religion without harm. Some religions are based on harm. You must harm yourself. You know, there is um, um, a section of Catholicism. There are Catholics quite right, but uh, extreme Catholics who believe in inflicting self-pain. They must harm themselves. Yeah, they must harm themselves in order to be religious people. So they wear something, something on their, on their thigh, which penetrates their, their skin, their flesh, and harms them, hurts them the whole day they move around with it, they say this is purification. We have to purify ourselves, we have to harm ourselves. Shortly before, before Ramadan, I, I went to see a doctor. Uh, we were discussing my, my wife's situation, because she's diabetic, so we spoke about alternatives in, in Ramadan. Then, through that, the doctor asked me, he's a Muslim doctor, he said, Sheikh, are we allowed to sit in cool water in, in Ramadan while fasting? I said, of course, why not? He said, ah, Sheikh, in nice cool water while, while fasting? I said, yeah, what's the problem? He said, but isn't the purpose of, of fasting to feel the pain? <laughs> to feel the pain of the fasting. I said, no, that's, that's not the purpose. And anyone who thinks that's the purpose of deen, then they've gone in a different direction altogether. Deen is la darara. No harm. No harm is supposed to come to you. Some people say we want a lot of thawabs, therefore we're going to make wudu with cold water. Akhil karim, la darara. Don't harm yourself. Warm the water. It must be nice and warm. 
This religion is not about harming yourself. No harm is supposed to come to you. This is in the uh, uh, case of Ibadat. Then there is also the case of Mu'amalat. After the other show. Um, I was saying, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, that is in the, on the part of the ibadat, the acts of worship. Then when we come to the part of mu'amalat, the way we live with, with other people, wala dhirar means do not cause harm to other people in this, in this deen. No harm is supposed to come to you, and you're not supposed to cause harm to, to other people. And the dalil or example of that is there in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala tumsikuhunna dhiraran li ta'tadu. Wala tumsikuhunna dhiraran li ta'tadu. In this case, Allah is talking about, about wives. For a wife, you either treat her in a manner that is proper, you give her her rights, you respect her. If you can't do that, la tumsikuhunna dhirara. Don't hold on to her in order to harm her. Because harm is not part of our sharia. If you have a wife, you treat her well. If you're not ready to treat her well, then divorce her. There is nothing in between. Either good treatment or leave her alone. But to keep her, you don't want to give her a divorce and then keep troubling her so that she goes through harm. This is not allowed in the sharia. So no harm. This religion is not about harm and you should not cause harm to other people. The scholars had a slight difference in interpreting or explaining the meaning of dirar. There is no problem about dirar, but dirar. They said dirar is different from dirar. They said dirar is when you harm someone and you have some interest, some maslaha, some benefit, which comes to you as a result of harming that person. While dirar is when you harm someone and there is no maslaha, there's no benefit that is coming to you after harming the person. For example, I, I want to build a house or maybe I want to excavate something at my plot. And the neighbors have houses around my, my plot. And then I come with, with an explosive from, from the mines in order to excavate what I want to excavate. Obviously, there is some benefit for me in that. Once I explode them, I'll get what I need. But there is harm coming to my neighbors because their houses are going to be affected. I think we shouldn't go too far. I think that happened at the, the in Kana East. Who was trying to, to excavate something? Oh, a black mountain. Yeah, so for them, it's a benefit, isn't it? It's a benefit. Once they do it, they're going to get something. But people are getting affected. So they said, this is dirar. Dirar, he gets a benefit. Uh, sorry, dharar. He's getting a benefit, but other people are getting harmed. While dirar is where you go about harming people when there is no benefit in it for you. For example, I just decide I'm going to tarnish someone's name. 
going to say some bad things about them. I go somewhere and lie about them and say some things. Obviously, some harm is coming to that person. But personally, what, what do I benefit? Nothing. There's nothing to benefit. Obviously, the people I tell are not going to pay me any money. And even if that man falls from grace, nothing is going to happen uh, uh, to me. My life is not going to improve. I just want to, to damage his reputation. That's all I want. There is no benefit in it coming, coming to me. They say this is dira. Now the mas'ala becomes, is it right where there is a benefit for me to harm other people? No, no, not too early. You, you're going too early. Sheikh Hassan is already refusing. Uh, yeah, that's too early. Is it okay where there is a benefit for me to harm other people in order to, to get the benefit that I want to get from, from something? Is it, is it right? Is, is it okay for me to harm other people just like that? Be yeah, there have to be conditions. That's what I want to hear. Not, not just like that. No. <laughs> there should be conditions. Uh, there should be various conditions. And um, obviously, the various madhabs we have will have a different interpretation. Obviously. So I will cite something from Shafi Madhab, no. which states that... Uh, if you have to do something that will cause harm to another, there are two conditions to be met. One is that um, it should be in accordance with the custom of uh, that particular area. For instance, the issue of digging you talked about. A lot of people are doing similar things, so it's acceptable to do that. Now, the second part of the condition is... Uh, it is it's not to be done extravagantly beyond certain limits. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very, very well explained. Um, what he's trying to say, we can't simply say if something is going to harm someone else, therefore we can't do it. We, we can't live like that. You, you get my point? Everything you do is going to harm someone uh, uh, somewhere. We just look at, is this acceptable? Do, do people do this? And it's part of the custom, and there is no problem whatsoever. Because if we don't want to harm the neighbors, for example, then we can't build a house. If we say, in building a house, obviously my, my workers have to come early in the morning, right? And they have to start hammering, bow, 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 with a lot of noise. So if you say we're not supposed to harm our neighbors, then we can't build a house. Why? Because when they start hammering, obviously people are get, going to, to, to get disturbed. You, you, you get my point? So in this case, we look at what we want to do. Is this acceptable? Do, do people generally do it? If it's acceptable in the society and people do it, even if someone is going to get harmed, we ignore that, that harm. Are we together? For example, in, in, in an Islamic country, where people are supposed to wake up and pray Salatul Fajr, and there are a few people who do not want to be disturbed by the, by the Adhan. Do we say we shouldn't, we shouldn't harm the neighbors, therefore uh, keep it low, please don't shout in the, in the morning. We say, ah, this is hard, ah, this, this is what is supposed to be done. And the evidence is that the, the birds also wake up at that time and start singing. Okay, so if he wants, if he wants people to stop making noise, he must start with the birds. 
tell the birds to stop singing because they make a lot of noise in the morning. I don't even know why people complain about the adhan. By the time you make the adhan, the birds are already busy singing on the trees. Because that is nature. It's time to wake up. So if an individual wants to continue sleeping, I'm afraid we're not going to stop for him. Because this is acceptable. This is natural. And what he meant by doing it extravagantly, it means even if we're going to build a house, obviously there's going to be some hammering and so on, but then we should not take it you know, over the limit. You get my point? Over the limit where our workers now bring a radio cassette and start playing music and dancing while working. Now this is going above the limit. This is over the limit. We're now harming them. You, you, you get my point? If I want to turn on the the air conditioner in the, in the mosque because I, I feel hot, all right? And, and the, others, the others feel cold. Ah, what principle here? Do, do, do I turn it on or is it or, or maybe I need to harm the neighbors? Sorry? So we look at the, the Ada. Ada means the, the custom. Is it, is it normal that around this time, for example, in, in August, is it normal that people turn on the, the fans in, in August at this time? If it's normal, then let's turn them off. If that's acceptable and everyone knows it's done in, in August and people do it, there's no problem. But if someone is going to do that in June when it's not normal, when people don't do, do it, we say, la la <coughs> You're going to harm other people. No, but I, I, I'm feeling... Find a solution, but you're going out of the ordinary. Are we together? That is the opinion of Imam Shafi'i, like he pointed out, and the opinion of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, insists that we should not harm anyone. And this is the opinion of Abu Hanifa. We should not harm anyone. If it's going to cause harm to people, just, just leave it. Just leave it. So you just ask your workers to, to start reporting at 10 hours uh, to build because they'll, they'll disturb people if, if they come too early in the, in the morning. Wherever there is harm, if there is any harm that's, that's going to come to the people, then we are not supposed to do it by the principle of la darara wa la dirar. I don't know what your opinion is. Away from the opinion of Imam Malik and Shafi'i, what, what, what do you think? What's, what's your opinion? The, the same. Are we? Should we go ahead and do it, or? No, or? For, for me, no. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. So we exactly. should not make adhan in the morning. No, no, no. Adhan in the morning. Something. That's is a, <laughs> that's what you can make because it's a, it's a Islam or it's a religion. You can make adhan. Sorry. I'm saying in the morning you can make adhan. Yeah. No. But you say where we're going to harm people, yeah. then we should leave it. That's that's what you just said. Not so. Yeah. If if we're going to harm some people. Uh -huh then we should leave it. Not so. And in making Adhan in the morning, we're going to harm some people. Sometimes you are... <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to do it. Okay. For me, I also stand with um, we shouldn't harm. Mm. Whenever there is an alternative, mm then we should go with the alternative and not uh, stick to okay. that, what is there. That, that, that sounds very good. Uh, Mamadou's opinion also sounds very, very good and very acceptable, actually. He says, 
why don't we say if there is an alternative, we go with the alternative. Meaning, if there is something else which we can do, which is not going to harm the people, then we, we take that. If there is nothing else which we can do, then we have no choice but, but to do it. I think that's sound, isn't it? Huh? That's sound. I keep saying Mamadou is, is a scholar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. that's, that's very good thinking. If there's an alternative, seek the alternative. If, yeah, if there is no alternative, then we say, uh, we are sorry, there's nothing else we can do. So if, if building early in the morning is going to harm some people and you have a different alternative, go with the alternative. Adhan has no alternative. No, what I'm saying is, what is the purpose of Adhan? Ah, so, so if you hide in the corner and, and say it in a low voice, then what purpose is it serving then? Inside the most. That, that is a must'ala for another day, inshallah. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanakallahumma, alhamdulillah, 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 alham